Good morning. I hope you enjoyed that clip. It's just such a reminder of what it must have been like to have been there. I think the danger for those of us who've been on the, the journey for a while is that we, um, we start to take the resurrection for granted. Um, but it's a very, very special moment in the church. Thanks, Ray. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we actually just can't thank you enough for sending your Son, our Lord Jesus, to earth. Lord Jesus, that you came, that you lived, that you died, that you rose again, that you left your disciples and went back up and are seated in heaven praying for us at every moment. And Holy Spirit, that you are here with us this morning, mediating the presence of God because you also are God. We thank you. And I pray that as we come to your word this morning, that you would open our hearts afresh with the hope of the resurrection in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's wonderful to be with you this morning. Thank you for the invitation. Lucy was looking for someone um, to cover because she was at Easter camp. And I'm a pastor, but I'm not pastoring at present. I finished at my church, Eastview Baptist in Botany, at Christmas, and I'm having a sabbatical. So I said, oh, I'd love to come. Um, I lived some years in Hamilton and uh, lived in Morrinsville for a few years. My father died in Hamilton last year. He lived in Hamilton most of his life. And my sister lives in Tamahiri. So this is, this is a good space for me. I haven't been to this church for about 20 years ago. I came to a wedding here of, I think it was Daniel Jones and Rachel. I don't know if anyone knows them, but I came to a wedding here. And then Faye Malcolmson and I used to work together in intensive care in Rotorua Hospital 30 years ago. So it was really nice to see each other. I haven't seen her for some years. So it feels, it feels like I'm amongst people um, who know me. So that's lovely. It's hard to imagine, actually, um, how much it must have felt to be one of Jesus' disciples and, and seeing him risen from the dead. They'd followed him so closely, and all of their hopes and dreams were invested in him, and there was such despair when he died. Then they'd hidden, terrified of the soldiers, that they'd come and carry them, them away too. And then the strange thing that the woman come and say that um, he's risen from the dead, Everything changed. Peter was one of Jesus' key disciples involved in all that happened, as we would know, and we saw him there as one of the men checking out the tomb. This morning, it's one of Peter's letters that I want to um, look at on this Resurrection Sunday. So if you have your Bibles, uh, 1 Peter 1 um, from verse 3, and I also have made a PowerPoint, which hopefully, uh, yep, it's up there on the PowerPoint too. All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power, until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. 
It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So, when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honour on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This passage is actually full of time-oriented terms talking about the past, the present, and the future for those who follow Jesus Christ. So I thought we might split the passage up like that today. The passage starts with the resurrection. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. New birth became available to us, to each person here, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can have a new relationship with the living God as our Father in heaven because of Jesus. What good news that is. But for some of us, it's quite a long time since we came to that new birth, so it can be very easy to forget just how great this news is. Some years ago, I was at a conference where the guest speaker was an Anglican minister speaking about evangelism. And I was really amazed at how much he and his church had reached out to their local community in lots of different ways. They even went into pubs regularly and tried to engage people in conversation about the gospel. And so this guy was speaking, and I was listening to what he said, and then we had a question-answer session. Someone said to this guy, wow, you do so much evangelism. And the minister responded, I remember what it is like not to know Jesus. I was an alcoholic, workaholic lawyer before I met Jesus, before someone told me about him. And I want to tell everybody about what we can have in Jesus. What we can have is good news. Because of the resurrection, we can have a new birth into a new community. And Peter reminds us here is what good news that is and announces a change in our way of thinking that will transform our whole lives. Yes, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is in the past and not the recent past in our time about 2,000 years ago. But because Jesus broke the power of sin and death by rising from the dead, we're invited into a new life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you read through the book of Acts, you'll see actually how much um, emphasis the early disciples placed on the resurrection. It was something very central to how they talked. Why? Because they knew Jesus. They'd seen him dying. Some of them had seen him dead and buried, and now he was alive. So Peter can say, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is by his great mercy that we've been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And then Peter goes on to comment on the things that have been won by Jesus. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day. 
for all to see. Look, look what you've got in your future, Peter reminds them. In eternity, there's an inheritance waiting for you that cannot go rotten or be stolen or be lost. It belongs to you if you belong to Jesus Christ. And one day, you will get it. Thinking about our future in this way can be incredibly encouraging. Some time ago, I read this book, um, Heaven, an Inkling of What's to Come, by Mike Harbutz. Has anyone read that? Um, He's a a senior lecturer in theology at Laidlaw, and he wrote this book to, um, to teach children. To be really honest, I can't read many of his books, but because this one was written for children, it's readable, because he's so smart. Do you know what I mean? So like his other books, I've got on my bookshelf and I pat them sometimes, but that's about as far as we go. But this one is written to teach children about heaven, and um, I found it very encouraging. And when I was lead pastor at Eastview Baptist in Botany, I invited Mike to come and speak on um, what we can expect in the life to come. I mean, the elders might want to consider that here because my congregation actually loved it. So he came and spoke um, on this topic and then um, he was open to having 45 minutes of questions and answers. And so the congregation asked um, a lot of questions uh, to him and they found it really helpful. Being clearer about what eternal life will be like with Jesus can actually help us to navigate um, the difficulties of this life now, living in this fallen world where sin abounds. And I found Mike's book very helpful. In John 10.10, Jesus tells his disciples, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This new life started at the resurrection, but we only have access to it when we belong to Jesus Christ ourselves. When we come to Christ, when we admit that we're sinners and ask for God's help to live life his way. So if you don't know Jesus this morning and you're interested, please come and talk to me or one of your leaders because new life starts uh, when we invite him to be part of it. So not only does Peter talk about the past and the future in the passage, he also talks about the present, the difficulties that his audience were facing. Peter tells us here is that there's wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purify gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. When we're going through tough times, it is so important to remember this. God wants to shape us to be like his son, Jesus Christ. And the book of Hebrews tells us that he became perfect through suffering So it is inevitable that we are going to have suffering in our lives. Sometimes it's because of our own sin or other people's. Sometimes it's because of the sin that rules in this world. Sometimes it's because our bodies are aging or sick. Sometimes it's because relationships are breaking down. Peter's hearers were going through especially tough times because they were suffering persecution for their faith. And Peter encouraged them to keep their eyes on what was going to happen. One day, Jesus Christ will return. 
On that day, Peter says, our faith will be shown for what it is, and we will receive the salvation of our souls, the gift of eternal life. This paragraph on the testing of our faith can be a tough one sometimes. I became a Christian in in 1984 in Rotor Assembly of God Church, and my friend who committed her life to Christ the same night as me um, lost a baby to cot death later that year. And it was a terrible time because our faith was so new and it was difficult going to church. And when my friend finally made her way back to church, a lady said to her, God sends these things to test us. And my friend turned and walked out of church and as long as I knew her, never went to church again. So we have to be cautious, very careful about what we say to other people, um, particularly when they're going through tough times. Often the best thing to say is just, I'm so sorry, and leave it there. As I said before, some of the difficult stuff we go through is because of the sins of other people, not because God is testing our faith. And stuff like earthquakes and tsunamis is because of our broken world, ever since that first man and woman turned away from God. Sin is rebellion against God. It is darkness and evil, and it chokes everything. It touches. Only God knows how what is happening to us, what is happening to you today, I don't know what's happening to you, but only God knows how that is shaping um, you for eternity. God is the one who can take our broken circumstances and use them for good. When we hold on to God through difficult times, it shapes our faith, Peter says, and it will bring God and us glory on that special day. So our new life starts with us accessing the resurrection of Jesus Christ through repentance and faith in God. And it continues in this life as we seek to follow Jesus, imperfectly though we will. And it persists to the next life where we'll be rewarded for how well we follow Jesus in this life. Our passage today finishes with this lovely piece. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. There is a reward for trusting Jesus, and that is salvation and eternal life living with him instead of going to eternal destruction. When we're accosted by atheists or skeptics, it can be a bit silly or seem a bit silly trusting someone who we've never seen in the flesh. But there is a reward for those who trust in God. So this morning, wherever we're at, whatever we're going through, let us be encouraged by what Jesus has done, what he has won for us through his death and his resurrection. On this Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day 2021, let us be quick to give thanks to the Father for sending his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to earth to live and to die and to rise again, that we, ordinary humans, might be reconciled to our amazing God and live forever in his wonderful presence. On this Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day 2021, let us be quick to give thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ himself for bearing the price of our sins on his body on the cross and breaking the power of sin and death over us as he triumphed over the grave and rose again. 
On this Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day 2021, let us be quick to give thanks to the Holy Spirit who is here with us even now, who lives in our hearts, who mediates God's goodness to us, who speaks to us, and is always with us as a sign and a seal of the life to come. Hallelujah. He is risen. He is. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you came to bring us life in all its fullness, to offer hope beyond the grave. You are the great hope bringer. Teach us that death is not an end, but a new beginning, the gateway to life everlasting. And may that confidence shape our attitude, not only towards death, but also to life. May we live each day, not just in the context of here and now, but of eternity, knowing that there is nothing in heaven or earth that shall ever be able to separate us from your love. Amen. If you would like prayer for anything after the service, I would love to pray with you. I'll wait around up the front in case you would.